In sports betting, the holy grail for any gambler is the big parlay. It's the quickest way to make a ton of money, and that is what we're going to do here every single week. I'm Chris Horwoodell, and this is my quest for unimaginable riches through impractical odds. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. Chris Orbidell here. And we are coming off of our first winner. Winner winner chicken dinner last week. We went eight for eight. We hit the parlay at a plus thirty-nine thirty-five. If you're watching, you already know. That's exciting. That's incredibly exciting. It's proof. Proof positive of the value of the parlay. And I hope a lot of you guys made a lot of money last week. You're all winners just for being here. But last week, winners financially as well. What a crazy night of college basketball we had last night. Uh, bookmarks, really. Start and finish by number one seeds going down. We start off with the Zags losing to Arkansas. And quite frankly, I'm glad I didn't have to do this last night because you know, things may have gone a little differently than they did last week. Some uh, some big upsets yesterday. I like I I was talked into the Zags minus nine and a half during my episode of the Underdog yesterday, and I feel foolish for it now. I feel foolish that I listened that I listened to Macron, and uh, I'm just gonna do my thing. Although I will give him credit, he liked Houston over Arizona, and that would have been a, a, another uh, thorn in my side, as it were. Uh, and that the other number one seed losing was, in fact, that Arizona game. Duke wins. Villanova wins. Good day to be a number two, but a really bad night to be a number one. So we have got four more Elite Eight games. We've got, or pardon me, uh, Sweet 16 games. We've got two Elite Eight games in this. We've got a couple NBA games. And I'm thinking that we're probably going to, uh, we're going to toss in a couple of added value women's college basketball tournament games because I feel like there's two locks in there. And you know, why not? It, this The moral of all of this that I've said since day one is if we could take a little extra money, let's take a little extra money. But I think we're going to hit pretty high this week. I think we're going to see a big number for that parlay. Uh, as you can see on the screen, I've got BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to be using them again this week. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> and uh, that that was certainly the case. Great lines last week, and, uh, and we took home a little bit of uh, a little bit of moolah, a little bit of uh, the Skrilla, if you, <laughs> you're an NFL show fan. Listen to everything. Listen, listen, just engage in everything we do. You're wrong, and here's why with Greg. The NFL show with Mario, and uh, and certainly the underdog, which is an absolute treat to do every week with, with Matt. A lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys all for the continued support of the show. Has been, it's been heartwarming. It's been overwhelming, it's, and it's certainly been appreciated. I think we had our biggest show ever last week, and uh, it just so happened that that was our first uh, our first winner. So I hope you're all going to be back next week. I hope uh, if you've got anybody who you think may enjoy the show, feel free to to let them know. If you're watching on YouTube, like it, subscribe to the channel, 
share the thing if you're watching, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeart or Pandora or wherever, wherever the heck you like to listen to your podcasts, you know, rate, review, comment, do all of that stuff. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Chris Horwoodell. Feel free to uh, follow The Underdog at The Underdog Pods on Twitter. And yeah, if you have any questions, if you have any lines that you'd like to see, any games you'd like to see picked, reach out and we'll do what we do, which is win. 100% winners from now on. Confidence. Confidence. All right, let's get right into this. Let's go the Tournament Darlings. Thus far, the St. Peter's Peacocks right up here. Number 15 seed facing off against the number three seeded Purdue Boilermakers. We're showing to the surprise of almost no one. Purdue's going to end the Cinderella run here from St. Peter's about 90% of the time. They're going to win about 90% of these games. And St. Peter's has been, they've been fun. Uh, I, I, the, the biggest winner of March Madness may be their coach, Shaheen Holloway, uh, who looks like, you know, he's going to be beating off top programs with a stick. Chris Beard-esque at, uh, at Little Rock a handful of years ago. He's going to have his choice of where he wants to go coach. It's a shame for him that, uh, that Duke already has a, a succession plan in place for Mike Krzyzewski. That would have been a nice little step up going from uh, St. Peter's in New Jersey to Duke. That and feasible. The offense that Holloway runs, and if you're if you're watching this, you're probably going to watch the St. Peter's game. You've probably watched these handful of uh, St. Peter's games so far. Their offense is is magnificent. Maybe the best run offense in all of college basketball. No hyperbole there, and it shows. They managed to beat Murray State by 10 points, a number seven seed. They managed to beat Kentucky, a number two seed, by six points. They simply weren't ready for what the St. Peter's team was. But now we're into weekend number two. Now there's a little more tape. And I think the biggest problem that St. Peter's is going to run into is that how do you match up with those big guys from Purdue? How do you match up with a Zach Eady, the seven foot four monster? How do you match up with Travion Williams? For as much as, as I like Daryl Banks the third and the rest of that St. Peter's team, you know, I do think Jaden Ivey's going to take it a little bit personally. Jaden Ivey's in, he's in a good position too, because for, for as good as Paolo Bancaro looked last night, and by the way, he looks spectacular. I, I apologize for, <laughs> for suggesting that, that Chet was the clear cut number one, and then Jabari and then Paolo. Paolo, he put his team on the back, on his back last night, and uh, and proved that he deserves to be in the conversation for that number one pick. I do still think that Chet has a higher upside when it's all said and done, but there are teams who are going to look at the plug-and-play nature of Bancaro and, uh, <clears throat> you know, like what he would bring to that team. He would look good in Orlando. He would look good on, on some of those teams that, that maybe... Maybe don't want to wait for for Chet to figure stuff out. And I do. I still like Chet's upside more. Regardless, uh, no disrespect to Bancaro, and this is an opportunity for Jaden Ivy to prove that he's in that conversation as well. Especially with uh, Shaden Sharp at Kentucky leaning towards, oh, you know, maybe I'm going to be in the draft this year. So 
the question of who's going to be that number one guard sort of thrown into flux all of a sudden. Jaden Ivey, I expect a huge game from him and uh, solidify himself as that, that number four pick in the draft. So we do show St. Peter's covering this uh, this minus 12 and a half right now at, at uh, Bavada. Sorry, it was 13. Now it's 12 and a half. Just wanted to make sure that was right. We're showing them covering that about 69% of the time. And, uh, oh man, I will tell you that I, this is, this is the game looking at that I really struggled with. St. Peter's 10 and three is an underdog. Purdue 14, 21, 14, 20 and one as a favorite against the spread. It's a big number. And the St. Peter's team, it, it's hard for me to believe that they're just going to get utterly blown out. So we're going to start off our picks today with a St. Peter's loss, but cover minus one of five right here. Let's get to the, the lone remaining number one seed in this tournament. The Kansas Jayhawks take on the uh, Providence Friars. Oh, <sighs> As a Villanova fan, it stinks that the uh, the lone remaining number one seed is in the same side of the bracket. That's it, it, there could have been an easier route there. We're showing Kansas is going to win this game outright about seventy eight point six percent of the time, and that feels right. Uh, no disrespect to, to Ed Cooley and the Providence Friars, but I also don't think they've had the toughest path to get here so far. The jump in talent level from their wins over Richmond, you know, in all due respect, they blew out Richmond by 28 points, 79 to 51. And South Dakota State in that first round game where they won by nine. The talent level between those guys and this number one Kansas team, it, it's substantial. I like Nate Watson. I like what he does for that team. I think this is gonna be an uphill matchup for, for the Friars. Kansas has got wins over Creighton and Texas Southern. The Creighton game, maybe they played down a little bit. I think they thought they would they would coast to a win after a, a super easy win against Texas Southern in the first round, a 27-point win. Oche Agbaji has emerged as... He's emerged as a, a real candidate to be, you know, probably not a lottery pick, but in that 20 to 35 range. In the NBA draft, he seems like he is a, a pretty sure thing to be able to score and shoot the ball pretty well at the next level. You have the the absolute sniper that is Christian Braun. Kansas team's obviously very well coached. I remember a handful of years ago, I went to the the Kansas Stanford game and we were about 40 feet away from Bill Self, and it's just it was amazing to me that the man his head did not explode with how red he gets. But no question about his ability to coach a basketball team. We are showing Providence is going to cover this thing about 65% of the time. Right now, that line is seven at Bavada. And this is not one that I'm, I'm tremendously comfortable with. I do think we're going to get a Kansas win, but I don't know that we're going to get a Kansas cover. So we'll take the Kansas money line minus 320. It's going to be our second pick in this parlay. And two in, we're at a modest plus 156. Already plus money. 
look, you never, as I say every week, you, you never go broke making a profit. And plus money is just that. Up next, number eight, North Carolina versus the number four, UCLA Bruins. We're showing UCLA is going to win this one about 68% of the time. North Carolina's been a weird team. They've been a weird team for a couple of years now, but you can't diminish what they've done. They, they knocked out a giant. They knocked out that Baylor team in the last round, 93 to 86. They beat Marquette, a pretty good Marquette team in the first round, and that was a 32-point victory. North Carolina just, they just don't have this star, and they don't have the star power that they've had in the past. Armando Bacat, the the big the big power forward, 16.4 points, and uh, also their leading rebounder. The guard play isn't quite there. It's weird to see this team struggle to bring in recru uh, recruits. I know, you know, Caleb Love maybe wasn't the player people thought he was going to be. 15.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, 3.7 assists. <sighs> Leaky Black. This They just haven't been able to bring in the top recruits over the last handful of years, but this is a good outcome for a team that was inconsistent during the season. Um, this UCLA team, on the other hand, they're fun. They're, they're a heck of a lot of fun. They've got wins over St. Mary's and Akron so far. There hasn't really been there hasn't really been a lot of concern for this team other than the ankle injury for Haquez, but he came back last week, <clears throat> was moderately ineffective shooting the ball, but got to the line, made his free throws, and I would expect that he's going to look a lot better this week, uh, you know, being another week more healthy. UCLA 27 and 7 on the season, second in the Pac 10. Like what you get from Ju Zhang, like what you get from Tiger Campbell. Akez is old man game. Just, I think that's the the descriptor. It's gonna be fun to see what they are in in the next couple of years. What Peyton Watson? I I don't know that they know what he is. I think he might honestly be like a small ball four, rather than trying to play him as a two or the three. But neither here nor there. They're gonna be fun to watch. Uh, continue to grow. We're showing that North Carolina is going to cover this one about 55% of the time. The line right now at Bavada is UCLA minus two. You know, in a case like this, where I feel like UCLA probably wins it, I don't know that that two is enough to discourage me. And so it becomes a value proposition. You have the guarantee of the minus 140 money line versus the minus 115, the minus 115 against the spread. Look, we're not we're not here we're not here to 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 cower in the corner. We're gonna take UCLA against the spread minus two minus 115 at Bavada, and our three pick parlay now gonna sit plus 379. Feel pretty good about that like the direction this is headed, and uh, I think we might have a, a little something interesting to say about that parlay in this next one. Our final uh, Elite Eight, oh, our final Elite Eight game, Sweet 16 game, pardon me, I don't know how many times I'm going to do that. It's, you don't know what day it is during NCAA tournament, it all just kind of bleeds together. 
Our final Sweet 16 game, number 11, Iowa State versus number 10, Miami, Florida. We're showing that, huh, the underdog, the underdog Iowa State Cyclones, gonna win this one about 54% of the time. I think you can see where this is going. Iowa State, 22 and 12, they finished seventh in the Big 12, but for all of the talk of of St. Peter's and all of that, Iowa State might be the tournament darlings. Iowa State has got wins over a really good Wisconsin team and a good LSU team. This is actually gonna be the lowest seed they've faced so far in the tournament. I don't think they're done. I don't. Uh, I love I love the play you get from Isaiah Brockington. I love the play you get from Tyrese Hunter. I think this team is well coached. I don't think they're done yet. Uh, no spoilers, but I think you can figure things out. Miami, 25 and 10. They finished fourth in the ACC. Wins over Auburn, which I don't know how much stock I put into it. I kind of think Auburn was a little bit of a fraud team. Jabari Smith, man, go to the basket. Go to the basket. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna shoot perfect every night from the field. Go to the basket, make things a little bit easier. We'll see what happens in the NBA. And they also beat uh, they beat USC in the first round. I just snuck by USC in the first round and really decimated Auburn, the, the fraud Auburn team, the fraud Tigers in that in that second round, 79 to 61. Ugh, this is, I just, as much as I, I do like the guard play on this team as well, McGusty can put the ball in the basket. Charlie Moore is a, a solid floor general, although I'd like to see the assist to turnover a little bit higher. I don't think they match up. I think the Iowa State team is better. I like, and it's funny. This is this is a situation where the numbers really don't match up because while while we have Iowa State winning about fifty four percent of the time, if Miami wins, we have them covering about eighty five percent of this. We have Miami covering about eighty five percent of the time. So, little the, the teeter totter on both sides. I just I believe in this Ohio this Iowa State team. I absolutely do. I'm gonna take money line here, plus 135 at Bavada. And that is gonna bump our parlay all the way up to a plus 1034 up from 373. That that's a that's a jump. It's the kind of jump we like. And we aren't done there, no question, no doubt about it. Moving on to the Elite Eight. Disrespectful. It's, it, it's disrespectful is what I'm seeing right here. I know this Houston team beat Arizona last night. I know that they played most of the year without maybe their best player. This is disrespectful. We actually show Houston winning about 65% of the time, which lines up with, actually suggests that maybe the line is a little bit lower. Houston's only favored by two at Bavada. I don't I don't buy it you know this isn't this isn't Arizona this isn't Sean Miller this is Jay Wright in the Villanova Wildcats won two of the last what four NCAA championships let's talk about Houston though 32 and 5 first place uh, in the American not a ton of competition the next best team was, oh, was SMU some good wins in the tournament so far no question about that Knockoff number one Arizona last night, 72 to 60. Never really a game. 
They beat Illinois the round before that, 68 to 53, in the uh, first round, the first round uh, cakewalk over UAB. The team plays fast. They want to run. They want to go. They want to put push the ball. They want to put the ball in the basket. You get a lot of guard play here, and this is actually what matches up really well with what Villanova wants to do because you know that team is four guards and Eric Dixon. Houston, big game from Shed last night, excuse me. Big big game from Edwards last night. I think there's an opportunity. I just, I see opportunity here. Talk Villanova, 29-17, second place in the Big East, wins over Michigan, Ohio State, and Delaware so far. Yeah, Houston is uh, the more accomplished, has the more accomplished tournament resume. Again, this is Jay Wright. This is Colin Gillespie in his 13th year at Villanova. This is uh, Eric Dixon and Justin Moore, Caleb Daniels, steady guard play. This is Jermaine Samuels waking up a little bit. Um, I love... You just don't... You don't root against this team. You don't... You don't root against the Wildcats. It's not what you do. And it's not, not what I'm going to do here. As much as, as much as the numbers tell me, maybe you should. Houston, sixty-one percent uh, to, to cover the spread. The line here is plus two for Villanova, plus money for the Wildcats. When when do you hear that? Plus money for the Wildcats. Absurdity. Houston, twenty-three, twelve, and zero as a favorite against the spread. <laughs> Villanova, one, three, and one as the underdog against the spread. Everything says go Houston. Everything says go Houston. Literally every tangible stat that we have says take Houston. You don't you don't go against Jay Wright. Not in the Elite Eight. Not not if you're coming out of the American Conference. You just don't do it. So our fifth pick right here. Villanova plus 115 at Bavada, and that's going to take our parlay. Now, five picks in to a plus 2339. This is big money, and we're not stopping here. No, sir. No, sirree. The other Elite Eight game that we're going to talk about Arkansas and Duke. Number four, Arkansas. Number two, Duke Blue Devils. Bavada has Duke minus four. Feels about right. Quite frankly, feels about right. We're showing Duke's going to win this one about 63% of the time. Move on. Talk about Arkansas. 28-8, fourth place in the SEC behind Kentucky, Tennessee, and Auburn. Watch teams that aren't playing basketball anymore. Huge win over the Zags last night. Another game that, while you know the final score suggests it was competitive, I don't think it was ever really that competitive. Wins over New Mexico State and Vermont prior. J.D. Note has, he's one of the most fun players to watch in the, in this tournament. And it's interesting because he's also wildly inefficient. Note is, he just has liberty. He has the ultimate green light. The ultimate green light of potentially any player in this tournament. Nine for 29 last night. Two of 12 from three. Did, did he hesitate for one second? 
at when he was uh, nine, went eight for 28. No, not for a second. He gets the ball, he's got a shot, the ball's going up. He has that supreme confidence. And uh, that's great. But for as much as I talked about Jay Wright, this is Mike Krzyzewski and the Duke Blue Devils. Coach K won his 100th game in the tournament last night. Duke was 31-6 and on the season. They've got wins over Texas Tech, Michigan State, and Cal State Fullerton. Good wins. Five-point win against Tech. A nine-point win against Michigan State. And a 17-point win over Cal State Fullerton early on. You know, I talked about him a little bit earlier on in the show, but Paulo Bancaro was impressive last night. He was impressive against Texas Tech, and I... I'm happy to admit when I was wrong. Now, do I still have issues with with the player he wants to be? Because I don't I don't love that you're drafting a 6'10 power forward who wants to initiate the offense and doesn't really rebound, who gets more steals than blocks in in these kinds of games. I want to see him be a force down low. I want to see I want to see Mancaro get up to eight and a half, nine rebounds a game. I want to see him bang in the post but he did not shy away from the spotlight last night. Utterly spectacular. Utterly impressive. Played 37 to 40 minutes. Scores 22 points. Poor rebounds, four assists, four, and three steals. It's a weird line, but he looked great, and he carried this team to this win. No disrespect to anyone else. Uh, you know, you got you got really good guard, uh, really good play from every starter. Roach, um, Mark Williams, A.J. Griffin, and Wendell Moore Jr. All looked good. But Bankar is the guy. And I think Bankar is going to be a tough matchup here for Arkansas. We're showing Arkansas, and I do like to go with the numbers. You, if you guys have listened to the show, you know I like to go with the numbers. And Arkansas is going to cover this thing about 67% of the time. It's a four-point game. We're going to sit. The Duke money line isn't a bad line. Minus 180 of Bavada. We'll take that as our sixth pick. Feel okay with that. And with that, our parlay is going to go all the way up to 36, 94. I want to see if we can get this thing up to five, maybe six. Let's, let's make some real money here. Let's make, let's uh, send the kids to college with the parlay this week. I'm going to jump to two NBA games real quick before we get back to a couple of bonus women's college games. First game we're going to take on is the Utah Jazz versus the Charlotte Hornets. This will be pick seven. We're showing that Utah is going to win this one about 54% of the time. Utah, 45-28, and 28, first place in the Northwest, two and a half games up over the Denver Nuggets. Here's what's interesting. They've won three of their last five, lost their last two. Losses to the Celtics and the Nets. And this is why I, I like this team. The Jazz aren't a team that loses three games in a row. They're just, they're not a team that loses three games in a row. They're too much of a veteran team. They're too consistent. And they're not really dealing with any sort of major injuries. Mike Conley kind of stunk against the Celtics. I don't think he's going to stink against the Hornets. The Hornets, 37-36. They are good for second place in the Southeast Division. Ten games behind the Miami Heat. They've won four of their last five, five of their last six, lost their last game to the Knicks. Inconsistent Knicks team. We're going to talk about them in a second. Hey, we're going to talk about the Heat in a second, too. Um, 
for as feel good a story as this team was, and I, I suppose still is, still a game over Atlanta for second place in the Southeast. I just, I don't like them here. Uh, we're showing the Jazz are going to cover about 51% of the time. Like I said, this Utah team doesn't lose three games in a row. Not going to happen. We'll take the Jazz, and we'll take the Jazz. Like, we're not here for, we're not here for the little money. We're here for the big money. And I think the Jazz are going to prove a point. Big bounce back game for them. Easily cover the minus four at Bavada. And that is going to take our parlay. Hoo-hoo-wee. Up to plus 7308. Plus 7308. $100 wins $7,000. Who can't use $7,000? Everybody in the world can use $7,000. I don't care how rich you are. $7,000 is $7,000. And it's basically free money here. Our final NBA game is uh, one I think is going to be a little bit of a laugher. We're going to look at the New York Knicks versus the Miami Heat. We're showing the Heat are going to win this one about 65% of the time. The Knicks 31-42. They're in last place in the Atlantic Division. 14 and a half games behind the Philadelphia 76ers. They've won three of their last five with losses to the Hawks and the Jazz. Wins over the Hornets. Wizards and Trailblazers. So not a lot there in terms of level of competition. They're just inconsistent. For as fun of a team that this was early in the year, for as competitive and feisty as a team that this was early in the year, they just don't look like that team anymore. Julius Randle's been... You know, he's gone from... He should be an Olympic team player to... That overpaid for who you can't win with. I just think he needs more talent around him. And, uh, you know... They're force-feeding R.J. Barrett, too. They're force-feeding R.J. Barrett and letting him play point guard, and while that may help him long-term, I don't like what it does for the, the Heat, or from, pardon me, for the Knicks this year. The Heat, 47-26, and 26, first place in the Southeast Division, first place in the Eastern Conference, 10 games over the Charlotte Hornets. And they've also lost their last two games. They've got losses to the Warriors and the 76ers. Wins over the Thunder and Pistons and a loss to the Timberwolves. This is the same thing that I said about about this Jazz team. The Heat don't lose three in a row. And especially after what we saw in this last game where Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra seemed like they wanted to fight. Udonis Haslam had to hold Butler back and threaten to, uh, to, to kick his bleep. You, you go one of two ways with this. This is either a galvanizing moment that brings the team together and gets them on the right track, or goes the other way. It's the beginning of the end. I think they're too well coached. I think Eric Spolstrom might quietly be the best coach in basketball. And I don't think he's going to let this team fall apart. They're too talented. They're too good. They're too veteran heavy. They're built for this right now. We're going to take the heat, but I don't trust that they're going to cover so we're going to take Heat Moneyline minus 300 at Bavada, and that is going to take our parlay. Now eight picks in, up to a plus 9777. 9777. Come on, look at it. Crazy money. 100 bucks wins just under 10 grand, and we're going to get it over 10 grand with a couple of bonus picks right here. Um, two, you know, let's call them what they are. 
they're two women's college basketball absolute lock. First up, we're going to look at the North Carolina-South Carolina game. And uh, we won't spend too much time on this just because we're already past 30 minutes here. But the North Carolina team's solid. They're third place in the ACC, 25-6. and six, Behind Louisville, behind NC State. The guard play is good. Deja Kelly, uh, Carly Littlefield. None of that matters. Because this South Carolina team is loaded. Utterly loaded. Aaliyah Boston, stud. Destiny Henderson, stud. Uh, South Carolina's beat Miami and Howard so far. I don't think this one's going to be close. A nine and a half point line. It's a big line. And we don't really... We'll just... We're here to take the locks at this point. We're, we're going to get up over 10,000, take South Carolina money line. Minus 550 at Bavada. Doesn't seem sexy, but when it's your ninth pick in a parlay and you're just adding free cash to the bottom line, that's pretty sexy. That pick is going to take us, pardon me, is going to take us up to plus... 11-573. And finally, we've got this Indiana-Yukon game. Ah, Indiana, 24-8, uh, and eight, fifth place in the Big Ten. Two games behind Ohio State, so it's not like fifth place was, you know, 10 out. A good team, led by Grace Berger, unquestionably. But, Yukon is Yukon. 27-5, first place in the Big East. And they just completely changed when they got Paige Beckers back. Just the stud of all studs. It's fun that we get we get Beckers and Caitlin Clark, Caitlin Clark in, uh, and Haley Van Lith in college basketball at the same time. Beckers going to be a stud. And her absence really allowed Kristen Williams to step up in a big way, figure things out. Olivia Nelson Odata has been holding things down on the inside. This UConn team is just... Utterly loaded. Bavada has the line. UConn minus eight and a half. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. They beat UCF by five. They beat Mercer by 45. Do they cover the eight and a half? We don't need them to. UConn money line minus 390 at Bavada. It's going to take our final number on this parlay here up to plus 14 566 just like last week they're all winners place the bet i'm certainly going to and you know reap the benefits count your money just make it rain do people make it rain anymore i think we should all make it rain with the money we're gonna win here 100 bucks wins fourteen thousand five hundred and sixty six dollars all right that is gonna be it for this college basketball heavy edition of in pursuit of a parlay again thank you so much for listening your continued support means the world if you haven't like subscribe share uh do all of that stuff listen to it uh, listen to the podcast on apple podcast spotify iheart google pandora etc etc subscribe like there uh yeah make sure you do, do us a favor if you haven't done it yet like this episode you know, it really helps us out. 
and uh, it lets us keep doing this cool stuff for you. So, I'm Chris Wardell. This has been In Pursuit of a Parlay, and that's going to be this week's episode. Thank you for listening. <laughs>